You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi at the Lovely Voice Experience in London. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church UK, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward-Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful sermon. Come back to your first 
opportunity to be in his presence it's a blessing thank him thank him thank him for today thank him to, for today thank him for his greatness thank you for his great mercies his great mercies toward us thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord nali matiso sinda lavasisaya mafili diande lalaya siota safistataya piagomi sosi ondilibita safata labra Paliba ka paliba sondilibitastia talabrayastaya piande labaya thanking god thanking god everybody thanking god malina sisotaya mali madino limiki pasta fadiande lebrediste dedestia kalidosta labaleuka safata made labradiba kapatosa nadima toshaya imali madoli bikapatasta dili bikafa now pray for the Holy Spirit ask God for the Holy Spirit ask God for an increased measure of the Holy Spirit in your life increased influence of the Holy Spirit in your life ask him that this afternoon the Holy Spirit will teach you will speak to you will influence you in ways and areas that he has not affected in your life. Ask him for the Holy Spirit. Ask him for the Holy Spirit. Ali so si adalabasimo labradiso tatafita. 
makimako labradiba kapata sabide libikapasa famigosa delebesia badelemeka marimato malimadi malimava malimeke malibeto malimada labradiba shamda labradiba kapatasaya piadolibe kabadasa 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 madiliminato sabiada sabatasaya Ah yes Lord thank you for your sweet spirit thank you for your sweet sweet holy spirit thank you for the power of the presence of the holy spirit father we want to thank you we want to thank you for today we want to thank you for your will and your plan and your purposes that you have for us lord guide us once again by the hearing of your word and by the teaching of your word, Lord, let there come guidance and direction. Let there be correction, Lord. Let there be encouragement. Let there be hope, Lord. Let's leave this place with hope, O oh God. Thank you, Lord, for all possibilities. Thank you for your blessing. Let this congregation be blessed, Lord, as we've come before you. Thank you, Father. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Give the Lord a mighty hand clap. And I believe you would love to take your seats. Okay. So, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Um, what a blessing. Bless us, O God. So 2 Timothy chapter 1, the scripture says that Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 2 says that to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father and Christ Jesus, our Lord. I thank my God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without season, I have remembrance of thee, my prayers, night and day. Do you have anybody that you pray for night and day? What about day and night? Four. Greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. Verse 5 says that when I call to, to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I'm also persuaded that in thee also. Okay, 6. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. That is to say that God has given us the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. So God has not given us the spirit of fear. So anyone who is nursing fear, entertaining fear, living by fear, tolerating fear, be it known unto you that it is not from God. And that is, what does it mean? When it says it's not from God, it means that that is not how God intends you to live. 
or want you to live. You have to give, you have to give that spirit up. That thing of fear, insecurity, doubt, questioning, always wondering and feeling it's not going to work. It won't work. It's not for me. It's not mine. I mean, it's, going, it's all going to be destroyed. You know, you know, you know when you have fear, you are even, even blessed. You have a good thing. You have a very nice thing. You're always wondering, when is it going to end? When is it going to end? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Yes, that feeling, that feeling. When is it going to end? Is it, is it, is it, is it all going to, you know, just fizzle out one day? That's the spirit of fear. Fear keeps speaking to you. Fear keeps giving you prayer topics. Praying about things. Praying about things that are not going to happen and will never happen. I mean, if I've, I've expected some things to happen and it, it never happened. I mean, bad things. And it never happened. But you were really caught. It's like, it's going to happen. That it never happened. That's the spirit of fear. That's what the spirit of fear does. It makes you keep thinking and wondering. Will I ever do well? Will things ever work out for me? Will this happen? Will that happen? But it has happened. It has happened that what you were afraid of never happened. So it tells you that, it tells you that the spirit of fear is a real force that can really control people's, and it does control people's lives. It does, I mean, you don't want, the, not that you don't want, you will not enjoy the company of somebody who is bound by the spirit of fear. You know, and every time I read this passage, I like to pause here and to say, to really drum it home that God has not given us the spirit of fear. God has not given that to us. So if you don't have, you know, when you have fear, it means that you don't have power, you don't have love, and you don't have a sound mind. And I think last week we talked about the sound mind. I mean, fear makes you, makes you, makes you, makes you act like, it, it doesn't make you act normal. You don't behave normally. I mean, when someone is afraid of something, you don't, the person doesn't behave like a normal person, like how a normal person will behave. Fear does not allow you to behave and to act like a normal person because of fear, because you're afraid. Because you're afraid. Because if it's like we're all, we all, we all going swimming. We're all about to dive into the, into the water. Your fear for water makes you, it's like, no. It's like, no. You, you'll be thinking, whilst, whilst we've, we've all come to water, we must jump into the water and be happy. Fear does not make you act normal. It's like, it, you, you behave as though the pool is boiling water. It's like, if, if you get in, you, you'll be bent. But that is fear. When, you, when there's fear, you don't have a sound mind. You don't, think, you don't think properly. You don't behave properly. You doubt everything. You question everything. Even what someone is not thinking, you think the person is thinking. I mean, being a pastor is something that I've experienced many times when people think that I'm thinking something I'm not thinking. There are a few of them. There are a few people that I've, I've had to ask that, do you think that I don't have anything doing in this life? I mean, I usually wouldn't respond, but there are a few people that have responded. And say, I mean, when you look at, look at the church, do you honestly think that I've singled you out and I'm meditating about you day and night? I mean, no, you see, sometimes you have to break it down for someone to see how silly it looks like that the pastor has spent his whole day, whole week, 
preparing about you. I mean, can you see how crazy it sounds? It sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. So, God has not given us the spirit of fear. So, I hope you understand the things that fear can make us do. Fear takes away power. That is, it, it takes away the strength, strength to serve God, strength to get things to them, to be done, strength to do certain things. It, it's gone. The power is gone. So when, when there is no power, there is no willingness. People are not willing to do things. That that is what fear. When there is fear, you are not willing to do something, to take up some tasks and to get some things done because of fear. But the spirit of fear really paralyzes and cripples people from doing things. Because when you have the spirit of fear, you don't have the spirit of power. You don't have the willingness. You don't have the desire. You don't have the strength. You know, you don't, you, you don't even have the right mindset to get some things done and to do certain things. Like um, this documentary that uh, my friend was telling me about. It's like, all, it's like, it's like the people have been affected. They've been, aff- they've been affected so much that they've chosen another lifestyle because they are affected. They don't, they don't have the willingness and the faith of living in a certain way. So they've all gone in a different Because of what they've seen. Not that they are evil people or bad people or wicked people, but what they saw, what they saw, what they saw daddy do to mommy, what they saw happen to mommy and daddy is like, no, we don't want this. No, we don't want this. And you see, sometimes you, you, even, you even see people who are um, normal in quotes. And you, you said, I mean, they have not even uh, moved into any extreme. They are normal around. But you see that the person has the fear of relationships. The person, the person can't have a sound mind towards something. Because as you're saying, I love you. I can't. This person likes you. This person is interested. It's like, really, are you sure? Are you sure? But how can we be sure? We can't be sure unless you jump into the water. We can't be sure. Yeah, we can't be. Sometimes you, you, you would even see. I mean, sometimes if you have time, you know, some of you, you've, had, you've received counsel from parents, aunties, mothers, you know, uncles, different things. Don't marry from this um, part of the world. Don't get from somebody from this part of the world. Don't do this from this part of the world. Don't do this, this. Sometimes you have to ask because it's not an imagination. They are not crazy. It's an experience. It's based on an experience. It's something they've heard. Yes. Anyway, I was just telling you that sometimes, you know, you get people saying things, you know, especially like grown-ups, people who have had some experiences in life. No, no, no to, no to this person. Hey, yeah, what, what's wrong with this person? The person is a human being. No, no, I don't want people from here. I don't want people from there. I don't want people who are like this. It is, it is actually what they have experienced that has ministered the spirit of fear. Yes, spirit of fear, spirit of doubt, spirit of questions, spirit of this. It's ministered a spirit to them. It ministers something to you and it stops you from accepting some things. And when, you, when your child is being, you, you just tell the child that you're, you're a child. That's why you're being. You don't, you don't know. Yes. And the person is right. The person has had an experience that they are trying to transmit to you. You don't have the experience. So you don't have that spirit of fear or that spirit of, of carefulness. Carefulness, which is fear. Carefulness. Yes. The spirit of fear does take away 
the spirit of power. And it does take away the spirit of a sound mind. You don't behave. You don't be like a normal person. And then it does take away the spirit of love, which is our last um, point for, for today. That's the spirit of love. It takes away the spirit of love. When there's, when, when there's fear, there's no, the scripture says, I think 1 John 4, 18. Is it 1 John 4, 18? Perfect love cuts out fear. It says that there is, there is no fear in love. There is no fear. When you have love, there is zero fear in it. Zero. Zero. If you take, if you take love to the lab, and you run a test on it, there is no trace of fear in it. Yes, there's no trace of fear. There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. Where there is love, fear has been displaced. Where there is fear, there is no love. Someone who is afraid of you cannot love you. Yes. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casteth out fear. Why? Because fear is torment. When you're afraid, when you're afraid you, you, don't, you don't rest. You don't, you don't rest. That's what the scripture says. That God has not given us the spirit of fear. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Fear hath torment. It does have torment. You become restless. You become uncomfortable. But where, you know, where the spirit of love is in operation, there is no fear. There's a, so let's, let's talk briefly about the spirit of love and then we'll be going home. May you receive the spirit of love today. Yeah. And may you walk in the spirit of love. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. We're reading from verse 1. Are you learning some things today? No, I really want you to, you see, I keep going, talking about the spirit of fear because I really want you to reject that spirit. Because sometimes it lingers in different aspects of your life, different, different areas of it. I really want you to reject it. Really, really detest, detest that spirit of fear. That something won't happen, something won't work out for you. It didn't work out for this person, so it's not going to work out for me. From what I've gone through, I don't think this is going to work out for me. I really want you to like dislike it. Really dislike it. Really dislike it. The spirit of fear. Don't, don't, don't even give, don't even give the enemy even an inch. That's what the Bible says, casting down imagination. So some of the things it just it just comes to your mind. If you entertain it, it takes hold over you. Reject it. Really reject some thoughts. Especially when you don't have the personality. You're not the personality. You've got some personality types. They naturally reject negative thoughts. They're always happy. They're always, they're always happy. I mean, you, you, you see them. They are going for uh, come there in the car. The car breaks down. They're even happy in the car. It's like, it's like they can't even say that the car has broken down. It's like the, the thought tells them that we'll get there anyway. We'll, we'll get there. We'll by all means get there. There's no problem. Another person will be thinking, how did we get here? What happened? Is it because I've not had my quiet time? Is it because I didn't finish having my quiet time? Is it because, is this, is it because I didn't pay my tithe on the right week and I delayed it for a, a week more? Is it because when mommy called me, I pretended as if I had not seen mommy's call? It's, you know, 
Yeah. You see, because of this, it's just. I don't want to ask how many, how many of you are like that. But like we find reasons. You know, we don't find, we don't find, and interestingly, those people don't find reasons for the good things happening to them. They only find reasons for the bad things happening. Yes. And there are those who just, oh, come on, it's good. It's working. It's working. This guy is broken down. Another car will come. It's like, by all means, we'll get there. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says that therefore being justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. 2. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Verse 3. And not only so but we glory in tribulations also knowing that tribulation worketh Patience. How many of you know that problems uh, make you, makes you to a patient person? After, after you've been through some few problems, so you become very calm in life. Yeah. yeah. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Verse 4. And patience experience. And experience hope. When you become experienced in life, you gain hope. You, know, you, know, you almost know the outcome. And hope, verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given to us. So there is something that is given to you by the Holy Ghost which is called the love of God. The love of God. The love of God is given to us by the Holy Spirit. The love of God. To have love and to be able to love, it is, it is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that gives you that thing. Just as the Holy Spirit gives you the spirit of power, gives you the spirit of a sound mind, the Holy Spirit is the one who enables you to love. And the highest kind of love you can ever have is loving God. It's the highest kind of love. I mean, to love God is the highest, is the highest kind of love you can ever have in your life. To love God. I hear, I, I, I heard prophets saying that when, when he takes interest in people, his people say his, his highest prayer that he prays for them is that, may this person love God. Yes, may this person love God. May this person love God. May this person love God. Because God lovers, God lovers are different from God admirers. Yes. 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 You should read the book Tasters and Partakers. People who taste things are different from people who partake of it. People who dive deeply into it. People who commit. You see, love goes with commitment, devotion, abandonment of yourself. You abandon yourself into something when you love the thing. When you love it, you like it. You give yourself wholly to it. So lovers of God are different from people who are only tasting, trying. I mean, it's like, you know, let, let's just, I'm just, I'm just in, on the, in, around. I'm just around it. I'm just around it. I'm not in it. I'm not so involved. I'm, I'm just around it. It's that, that, those are not lovers. 
If you want to love God, pray. Pray for this, that the Holy Spirit will give you love. Love that is from God. To love God and use it on God. Not, not, to, love, not to love your friends. Not to love your friends or, or to love someone you are struggling to love. The Lord help me to love this person more. Oh, please. Pray that you will love God. Because when you love God, you work for God. When you love God, you'll be devoted to God. When you love God, you'll make sacrifices for God. Sacrifices that you will not classify as sacrifices. It won't be a sacrifice for you. It won't, it won't be anything to you. If you love God, if you love God. You know, I don't know whether you've been loved before. But if, you, if you've experienced love, if you've experienced love, and I, I'm, not talk, I'm not talking about like love that leads to marriage. No, no, no. I'm talking about love. That someone, someone really loves you. And really, I mean, and I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about love. That this person really loves you and likes you. You would notice, you would notice immediately others or people who don't really love you. They don't hate you, but they don't love you. You, you would discover, you would discover, no, this, person, this person loves me. This person loves you. This person has interest in you. This person will do things for you that it's like, it's, it's nothing to them. It doesn't mean anything. It's, it's not like a major sacrifice. I've sacrificed. I'm paying some high price to do this. No, it's like, it's just love. So when you're a pastor, one of the things that you pray for are God lovers. Because when you have God lovers around you, a lot of things work and a lot of things work well. Yes. You will, you will discover people who want things to be done well and to be done properly and to be done to a high standard and quality because they love God. Two one. Yes. When you don't have God lovers, when you don't have people that the love of God is shed abroad in their hearts by the Holy Ghost, everything around is shoddy. Because there's no love, there's no devotion, there's no commitment, there's no sacrifice. You know, Philippians, Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2, um, try verse 21. Philippians 2, 21. He hasn't got 21? He has 21. Yes, so 20. 20. Go back one. He says that, for I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. Then 21 says that for 21, 21, 21, faster. Frozen, problem. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. You see, when everybody is thinking about themselves, nobody thinks about what, what concerns Christ because there is no love for Christ. And he's using, he's using a description for people who love God and love the things of God as people who naturally care. Yeah. When you naturally care about something, you don't need promptings. Yes. You don't need promptings. You don't need a schedule. Yes. You don't need a timetable. Yes. You, don't, you, don't, you don't even need a supervisor. You don't need a supervisor. You don't need an instructor. You don't need a basenta leader. You don't need a pastor to tell you what to do. And to show you what to do. You don't need someone to raise their voice at you. Or somebody to, or people to breathe down your neck. 
Because you naturally care. If you experience love, God loves Or people who love you and love the ministry, they naturally care. The, you know, the more I notice people who need supervision, who need instructions, because in their personal life, they don't need instructions for some things. In their personal life and in other areas of their life, they don't need instructions. But when it gets to when it gets to church or the things of God or the work of God, they, they need an instructor. It's as though they don't understand. It's as though it's as though they are blockheads. It's as though they, the person doesn't understand anything. This person's love is limited. If there's any love at all, if there's any love at all. Verse 21 explains, it says that for all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. This this, this is what happens to rebels. People who break away from churches and things. It's almost like instead of being part of a team to build the church together, I want my own. I want my own. I want my own ministry. You never work alone, Tabernacle International. Yes. Jesus changes all things, chapel forever. All things what? All things new. All things new synagogue for all men. This, their own, not Jesus Christ. Not Jesus. And they don't, they don't care the price and the cost. They don't care that others will backslide. Somebody will be affected. Somebody will lose their faith. They don't care because they are seeking their own. They want to be seen as I am the apostle, the founder, and the whatever. They, they are not interested in Christ. That Christ has died for souls to be saved. So the natural care is not there. The highest form of love you can ever have is love for God. Yes. I pray that you would love God. I pray that. Because if you, if you love God, if you, lo- if you love God, I'll have a, such a wonderful congregation. Yes, I'll have such a wonderful congregation. They'll win souls. They'll establish souls. I mean, they will, they will bring souls to the house of God in drones. Because they are lovers of God. They love God and they understand what God wants. They understand when John 3, 16, when, God, when Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but had everlasting life. It's like this, this is the concern of God, that souls should be saved. Souls should be saved. It's God lovers who become missionaries. Not people who love themselves. It's God lovers. It's God lovers. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's God lovers who leave the comfort of their home and their world and say that, you know, God loves these people out there. I must also go and reach out to them. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because when, when, a, when a woman loves a man, the things you go through to please, to please that guy, the adjustments they make, <laughs> the adjustments they make to go and live with that guy, the adjustments. <laughs> that, is what, that is what it means when you're in love with God. That's what it means when you're in love with God. The things you do for 
never try to explain it to everybody because you can't explain it. You can't, you can't explain love. When love starts drying off, then you see we start thinking logically. Now, now logic and reasoning kick, kicks in because there's, there's no love. In the absence of love, there's logic and reasoning. Yes. In the absence of love. In the absence of there's logic and reasoning. Try telling someone who is in love something about something not so pleasant about the person is loving. He will never see it. He will never see. He will never see. He will never understand. Even if you intend to help the person, that can I use you to help this person? No. He. He. It's, it's like, what are you even talking about? Are you saying she's tall? I can't see that she's tall. She's she's lovely. <laughs> That's why we, we have to pray that the love of God will fill our hearts. Because when you run low on the love of God, you run low on your devotion and your commitment to God. Yeah. Yes. You start reducing what you do for God. You start reducing. You start saying, no. I mean, no, you know, my time. My time. My this. You know, I can't, I can't always be going to church. I go to church once a month. That's what is called backsliding. I go, once, I'll go, I'll go every now and then. Every now and then I'll be around. You know, I can't give offerings every time. I can't pay my tithe. I can't do this. I don't have time. I don't have this. Because love is running low. Love is running low. You see, you see people, after they have married for a while, then someone is trying to point something out and then the, the, to their partner. The partner will say, but this is how I've been all this while. This is how I've been all this while. It's because love is... Has given into reasoning and analysis now. So now he, the things that were being said before that he couldn't see, now he will see it. And then now you're being shocked that it's like, why didn't you tell me? Because I've been, and it's true. It's true. That is how the person has been all along. How come you are now noticing? Yes. How come you are now noticing? Because this is how I've been. Hmm. I've always eaten with two hands. How come you're not complaining? Mm. You used to be very nice. You, you, you saw it as an artistic way of eating. Mm. Alternatives to loving God. When you don't love God, this is what happens. Number one. How much time do I have? As long as I have. So alternatives to loving God. So when, when you don't have when you don't have the spirit of love to love God, this is what you love. Number one is that you love the world. You have the love of the world. First John, first John chapter two, verse fifteen. First John two fifteen. Be anointed for speedy moves now so that we can finish. 2.15. It says, I love not the world. Are you reading the Bible? Are you reading the Bible? Are you reading the Bible? It says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. <laughs> 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, 
the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. 15 again. Take me back to 15. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. When you don't love God, you love the world. And when you love the world, you don't love God. James 4.4. Wow. James chapter 4, verse 4. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whoso therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. I think, I think these are verses that you don't need explanation. You don't, you don't need revelation to understand. It's, it's, even the, the English alone is a revelation. But when you love the world, when you are becoming so worldly, so well. So you see, young ladies, that, that's what sometimes we talk about your dressing. Because some of the dressing and the standards, and even the men, even the men, some, sometimes some of your, um, some of the things that you do, you look more worldly. Because it's a worldly style, it's a worldly trend. So it makes you look more worldly. So that, that's how you, we warn you how you do this, how you dress, how you do, uh, uh, you, you wear this, how you wear that. Be careful because it, it's as though you admire the world and you admire the things of the world, which means that the love of God is not in you. You are not concerned about how can I please God? How can I please God both in my body and spirit? How can I please God? How am I pleasing God? You know, the, the, scripture, the scripture says that. The scripture says that the married woman lives to please the husband. But the virgin, that's a single girl, lives to please the Lord. There's a difference. There's a difference in women. See, I'm sure they'll show you the verse shortly. You see, the married woman lives. Everything is programmed to please a man. The single girl is expected to. Mm-hmm. But I will have you without carefulness. He that is unmarried careth for the things that belong to the Lord. How he may please the Lord. Next verse. But he that is married careth for the things that are of the world. How he may please his wife. But this is not the passage I was looking for. There's another one that talks about virgin. But this one is also not good. Aha, uh-huh, the difference. Yes, this is the one. There is a difference also between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman careth for the things of the Lord, that she may be holy, both in body and in spirit. This is the one I'm speaking, both in body and in spirit. It's not like I can wear anything, but I'm speaking in tongues. I can live anyhow, but you know, I, I still speak in that shabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalabalab
I wish I was an American preacher. I would have said, you all don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. The second thing, when you lose the love of God, the alternatives to the love of God, alternatives. Alternatives. I hope someone, God, the Lord is saving someone today from masturbation, from going to ejaculate again. Luke 16, verse 13. Wow, but it's actually time to end the service, you know. It says that no, no servant, can, no servant can, can serve two masters. Yes, no servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon is like wealth, riches, money. So when you don't, people, you don't love God, you don't have love for God, you have love for money. You have love for money. So it's the, it's the love of money that takes people away from their commitment and their devotion for God. You know, money is one of the clever forces in this life. The more you have it, the more it says, come for more of me. Yes. That's what the scripture says, that he that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver. So you, you have to be, you have to be, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, because the people are also on the extreme, they don't want to work at all. I'm not saying don't work. I'm not saying don't work. And I'm not saying that don't have, get good jobs. No, you should get good jobs. You get good things. But you have to be able to draw the line. And especially when it gets to Sunday or church, you have to be able to tell money that you can't cross over. You can't have me. You can't have me. This day is given to God. This day is given to God. You know, I've been, I've been praying. I've been praying that I'll have a service every day of the week. But every time I say it, then I'll say that except on Mondays. Because I've read about the law of the Sabbath. That you must rest. There must be a day of rest. Also, I would like to preach from Tuesday to Sunday. I mean, like there's a service. Service Tuesday, this is my Tuesday church. This is my because I have, I have my Friday church, I have my Saturday church, and I have my two Sunday churches. Yes. So I'm waiting for my Thursday church and my Wednesday church. I seem to be going backwards this way. Yes. My Wednesday church, and I have the Tuesday church. And then when the Monday people are ready, I'll say, Oh no, I can't come on Monday. Monday I'm resting. Yes, on Monday I'm resting. Monday is my rest day. Yes. Yes. If 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 there if there's something that can bump people out of their calling, their place, their office, their devotion to God, their work for God, work of the ministry, love, even their love for God, it's money. It's money. And you see, it's, it's, it's easy to follow money because money is not, it's not like drugs. Money is not like alcohol. Money is not like women. It's not like you know, you're chasing women. It's like you are doing, so, like someone said, I'm doing honest work. <laughs> you're doing honest work, but you're backslidden. Yes, it's like I'm, I'm just working. All I've done is that I'm working. I'm earning money. I'm just earning more money. I'm just, earning, I'm just making more money. 
Because it's no women. It's not like, like now you are committing adultery. You are chasing women. You're, no, no, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. Perhaps you even still have your quiet time. You even listen to messages. If you sit in your car, it will be Christian music. But you have lost fellowship. Commitment to God. Work for God. Because of the love for because the love of money does display displays the love for God. Wow. A servant can, can you cannot serve two masters. 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 No, when I was when I was a lay pastor, I had a good job nine to five. I was a young man in my twenties. Young man in my 20s with a congregation. And I remember I used to ask myself, what should I do on Wednesday evening? What should I do on Thursday evening? What should I do on Friday evening? What should I do on Saturday evening? So I got a second job. I've done two jobs before as a pastor. I was called Pastor Richard. I had two jobs. But not Sunday. Not Sunday. You see that I left out Tuesday. Because I had church service. Yes. So between me and the invisible powers, a line was drawn. That you can get, but you can't, you can't, this one, you can't touch it. Yes. And I used to do visitation on, on, on Thursdays. I'll do my visitation all right and I'll still work. Or I'll finish work and go, go and do my visitation. That's why I, I, can't, I cannot come to your house at 11 p.m. I can't come. Yes. I finish work at 10 p.m. It's 6 to 10. I finished. I cannot come to your house at 11 p.m. I can't come. I can't come. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yes. So it's not like be lazy and don't work and don't do anything else. But look, don't fall in love with money. Three, love of yourself. It's another alternative to loving God. Loving yourself. Hey. Loving yourself. Wow. Second Timothy three. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Do you understand perilous? Dangerous. Dangerous. Two. Verse two. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. It's one of the dangers. It's one of the dangers. It's one of the dangers that will come. That men shall be lovers of them, their own selves. They will love them, their selves. So he's giving us a list of the, of the dangers. Number one is men shall be lovers of their own selves. Then he goes and says, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, Without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent fears, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Because when you love yourself, you love pleasure more than loving God. It's like if it's God, forget it. I've got to please myself. I've got to make myself happy. If it's God, forget it. If God is going to take this pleasure, it's like, if God is going to stop me from dressing in a certain way, then forget it. Yes, I'm dressing to kill. 
dress to kill than, than to dress to please God. Because I'm a, I'm a saint of God, let me keep it modest. No. No, I've got, I've got to make myself happy. I've got to make myself happy. But what you don't know is that your marriage council, you'd rather be taught that those things, you wear it at home. Yes. When your husband comes, when he walks through the door like this, that should be his exact response. He should turn the door and say, and his bag that he so he's just uh, fourth thing that is an alternative to the love for God is the love of pleasure. Okay? The love of pleasure, happiness. Okay, so in loving God, in conclusion, in loving God, let's read um, John 14, 21 to help us on how to love God and we conclude, okay? You happy? You blessed? Happy Mother's Day to all of you. Mothers, ladies, everybody, God bless you. Happy Mother's Day. Hope you enjoy today. Next year by this time, may you be a mom. And next year by this time, may you have more children. And next year by this time, may you be married. I thought I'd be hearing amen. Okay. May you be planning for your wedding. Sitting securely next to a sensible guy. Yes. (laughs) After you finish your interview, uh, scrutinize his CV and everything. Since that's what you want to do. Let me read my passage so that I don't get into other problems. (laughs) It says that. Look, if you want to know how to love God, you want to read it. He said that he that keep he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. So, how to love God is to keep His commandments. Yes, keep His commandments. He that hath my commandments. I think it's a song we sing, isn't it? Yes. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them. It is that person that loves God. It is that person that loves God. Yes, it is that person. The one that has my commandments and keeps my commandments. He's the one who loves God. And he's the one, when you love God, when you love God, he he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my soul. When you love Jesus, these, these are the words of Jesus. When you love Jesus, it forces his father to like you too. Yes. 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 
see, when, when you love someone, you will love, you will love the things the person loves. And you will like the people the person likes. Yes. If you ever meet a mother with her children, please show interest in her children. You'll be surprised what it means to her. It means you like her. It means you really love her. It means you really, 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 really love her. When you see a mother and her children, I'm giving you a tip. Go to her children first. Play with the child. How are you? What's your name? She's very touched. Mothers are touched when you relate with their children. Mothers, is it not true? Yes. They they really feel loved. And they really feel hurt when you say that their child is, is some way. Yeah, when someone's child is some way, try not to say it to her. Try and sort the child out, but don't say anything to her. Yeah. When you get a beloved, don't, don't you want your parents to approve of it? Yes. That's what the scripture says. It says that the father will add himself to it. He says, I'll add myself to it. I'll add myself to this person who obeys the Lord's commandments. I'll add myself to it. I'll, I'll, I'll also love you. The father says, I will love you. If you love my son, I will love you as well. Yes. If you love my son, I will add myself. And I also, not just will my son love you, but I will also come and love you. And my son will manifest himself to you. It's a beautiful thing. Love is such a beautiful thing. If you want to see God in your life, his commandments, his son, his eyes are on his son. How do you treat Jesus? Do you believe in Jesus? Do you receive Jesus? Say, oh, you like Jesus? If you like Jesus, God will like you. Yes. God will really, I will add my, he will add himself to it to love you as well. You will get double love. You get double love for loving God, for loving Jesus. Because the father comes and he will manifest himself. That is, he will make himself visible to you. You will see him. You will see his hand in your life. You will see his hand in your life. The, 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 the spirit of love is the spirit of the upper hand. Which is Romans eight twenty eight. The spirit of love is the spirit of the upper hand. When you start loving, you start loving God. All things work together for you. Everybody quotes it. But it's for those who love God. Yes. When you love God, the spirit of love is the spirit of the upper hand. It's the spirit that gives you victory in all circumstances. May you have victory in all circumstances. May you have victory in all situations. May you have victory in every aspect of your life. May you have victory. And may you always have the upper hand as you walk in the spirit of love and you love God. All things work together for your good. Even the things that look like failure, in quote, failure, because that's the language you have that at the moment it's like it's failure. It's going to work together for your good. Oh, yes, it's going to work together for your good. It's going to really work together for your good. It's going to work out well. You're going to be an amazing person, a blessed person, anointed person, a prosperous person. Why? Because you love God. 
Not by my, but because you love God. Because you love God. Because you love God is going to work out for you. Because you love God. The things you are classifying, you are calling failure now. Ooh. Eight twenty-eight. The spirit of love is the spirit of the upper hand. Read the last page. Someone says, read the last page. You see that you won. Sometimes you are taking your time and reading in chapter by chapter. But read the last page. If you could see the end, you will see that your life is beautiful. Yes, your life is beautiful. You will see that God would, is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that you would ask and think. What you imagined that you feel that you are not going to get it. You will see that you say your end is better than your imagination. Yes. That's for lovers of God. So don't let your experiences make you stop loving God. Don't let your experiences make you stop loving God. Don't let your experiences make you stop loving God. Love him even more. Because what God will do for you exceeds what you have imagined or thought about. The scripture says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart. What God will do for those who love him, for those who love him, for those who love that, the spirit of love is a spirit of the upper hand. It's a spirit of love. The day, the day you see yourself that some things are not working out, I tell you, go on evangelism. Do more for God. Go, rather go crazy for what you do for God. Do more for him. Because the end is always beautiful. Stand to your feet. Yes. And your end is going to be beautiful. I prophesy over you. Your end is going to be beautiful. I prophesy to you based on the promises of God. Your end will be better than what you have planned. What you had planned and you had imagined. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. Yes, it's going to be better. It's going to be far better. Far, far better. Just by loving God. Keep on following him. Keep on loving him. Keep on serving him. It's going to be, it's going to be far better. Can you see? You see, everybody has some plan and some expectation. How many of us have some plans and expectation? But what God will do will exceed that plan and expectation. Yes, it will exceed it. It will exceed it. It will, it, it will be better than that. It will be better than that. It will be far better than that. Far, 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 far better than that. Far, 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 far better. Have you written an exam and you expect him? Not that, you didn't think you will fail. You think you will pass. And then when the results came, you had done better. Better than you had imagined. Yes. That's your life. Everything you are expecting shall be better than what you have imagined. Your imagination is small boy imagination. Your desires are small boy desires. What God will do is far better. Lift up your two hands and thank God for victory in your life. Thank God for victory. Thank him for a better life. Thank him for a good life. Thank him for a great life. Thank him for a great blessing. Thank him for it. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him for the spirit of love. To love him. To serve him. To follow him. To work for him. To be with him. Thank him. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Thank him for it. Thank him, thank him. Thank him. Ha, 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 ha. You will laugh. He will make you laugh. He will give you joy. He will give you by his power. There shall be celebration. There shall be celebrations by his power. By his power. By his power. By his spirit. As you love him. Some of you here must be determined to serve God even more. 
to love God even more. To do more things for him. More things. Greater things for him. You must be saying to yourself, but I'm going all out for God now. It's now that I'm going to serve him. It's now that I'm going to work for him. It's now that I'm going to be established in his house. Ah, for the promises of the lovers of God. For the promises of the lovers of God. The spirit of love is the spirit of the upper hand. You will come out victorious. You will come out better than you had imagined and better you have th- than you have thought of. God blesses you. God blesses you this afternoon. God blesses you this afternoon. The blessing of God comes upon you and comes into your life. The blessing of God comes upon you and comes into your life as you set your heart upon him to please him and to serve him. Thank you, Jesus. Every eye closed, every head bowed. This afternoon, you want to say that, Pastor, pray with me. Somebody invited me to church. But deep in my heart, I feel far from God. I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to give my life to Jesus this afternoon. I want to give my life to him. I want, I want, to, I want, to, be, I want to belong to this God you are talking about. I want to give my life to Jesus today. Today is my day. I need Jesus in my life. I need God in my life. I've backslidden. I've never known him. I've never had a relationship with him. I want a relationship with God today. I want my sins to be forgiven and my sins to be washed away. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want to just lift up your right hand wherever you are standing and I'll pray with you. God bless you. Yes, just your right hand. Keep it up. 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 Yeah, lift up your hand. I can see your hands. I can see all your hands. I can see all your hands. Pastor, pray with me. I want this God you are talking. I think I want him. It's, it sounds like a good God. It sounds like a God I must have a relationship with. I need this. I need Jesus in my life. I love Jesus. I want him in my life. Just your right hand. I'm waiting for you. Just your right hand. You are the one I'm waiting for. The one you are, you've been debating. You are thinking. You're thinking, you're even overthinking. Give your life to Jesus now. Just your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you all. God bless you. Now, if you have your hand lifted up, I want you to do one more thing. I want you to walk out of your seat and come to me right here in the front. Come. Come, come, come. Yeah, you lifted up your hand. Come. Come out of your seat. Come. Is calling. My brother His in the cup at the back. Black cup. Come. Yes, stand no yes. Come. All of you, come. You lifted up your hand. Come. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting, 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 waiting. Come running. Come running. Come running to I'm waiting. The brother in the baseball cup. Ah, oh, yeah, he's coming. Is calling, come, come. His grace will be your covering. His love Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's say this prayer together, those of you in front, carefully. Close your eyes, everybody. Let's say this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Say, don't think it. Say, I am a sinner. Please forgive me. Of all my sins. Please wash my sins away. With the blood of Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus is alive. 
Now say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Say, thank you, Father, for accepting me and making me a child of yours. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for salvation. I thank you for these ones that you've drawn to you by your power and by your spirit. Father, thank you that you care for them. You keep them. You protect them, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that you give freely to them to be their guide and their teacher. Thank you, Father, that they will love you for the rest of their lives and they will live for you for the rest of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wow, these wonderful ladies have this gift for you. And then, finally, before you go to your seats, a uh, lady pastor here, she'll speak to you briefly. So if you please go this way with her, then afterwards you come. Congratulations. Congratulations this way. Congratulations. God bless you. Wow. Amazing. 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 Pick up your communion whilst you are standing. The blood that Jesus shed for me. celebrate that victory that was won on the cross. Thank you for your body that was broken for us on Calvary's cross, Lord. We celebrate that victory. We relive it, Lord. And we say, let all the blessings and the victories that were won on that day may become practical in our lives, Lord. Thank you for your covering. Thank you for your blessing. And thank you for your help. The body of Christ. Eat all of it. The blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Now receive your blessings. Lift your hand and receive your blessing. You may be challenged, but you will not be defeated. You may be opposed, but you will still go forward. You may be insulted, but God will glorify you. You may step into mud, but Jesus is cleansing you now from that mud. You may step into a hole and a trap. But I declare by the power of the blood of the Lamb, you are delivered from anything that has tied you down. Receive deliverance in Jesus' name. Whatever is holding your right leg from moving, from movement, from moving ahead, moving from old problems and old issues, I cut it off today in the name of Jesus. Amen. You, 
I see a mighty pair of scissors cutting all strings. Somebody here, you are afraid to take certain steps because if you take the steps, something is going to follow you. I cut it now in Jesus' name. All strings, all strings of shame, of disgrace, of sin, I cut them off from your life now in the name of Jesus. You'll never be ashamed again till you die. Anyone who tries to shame you will experience a rebuke in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever shamefulness about you exists and records exist against you, let them be neutralized and wiped out in the name of Jesus Christ. Of Amen. Matter. Receive deliverance. I receive it. Receive strength. I receive it. Receive power. I receive it. Receive the spirit of might. I receive it. Let your enemies become like smoke in the air. And let them be blown away. Let your enemies become like the chaff of the wind. The Lord contend with those that contend against you. And grant you victory. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. From today. From today, people will say about you, you are blessed. I receive it. From today, no one will feel sorry for you again in Jesus' name. Amen. Whatever makes somebody feel sad when they see you and feel pity. I declare that thing is plucked out of your life in the name in of Jesus. Jesus name. Amen. Any aspect of your life which yes. is pitiful yes. and creates a sorry feeling mm. in Jesus' name, I neutralize it. Amen. It will never work on you anymore. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Your dry season is over. Thank you, Jesus. Your Amen. dry season is over. Thank you, Jesus. Your Amen. dry season is over. Amen. Receive the rain of the Spirit. Amen. The rain of blessing. The rain of God. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Lift your hand and thank God for the blessing of the thank God upon you, Lord, your life. For the blessing. <laughs> hand clap before you take your seats. What a blessing. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Have a blessed week.